This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, y'all. Sevens and Heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. Don't draft a kicker in the third round. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. the guy begging the Patriots to play Malik Cunningham somewhere, anywhere. And with me, as always, is AJ. Arm wrestlers beware. Tyson Bagent is a bear, Marchese. So it's a good rhyme there, Rob. I think that was your best intro of all time. Today, we're talking all the noteworthy NFL rookies from week six of the NFL season. Let's hit it. Seven. 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 Seven rounds in heaven with my baby. Driving out to KC, maybe. Looking for Stroud or a Bryce Young. Who's going to wear a Hawaiian shirt today? Who's going to put ketchup on a stick? Who's going to find a steal in the fifth? The home team. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. Today's episode of Seven Rounds in Heaven is brought to you by AJ Marchese, the best host there is in the business. Psych is brought to you by Voodoo, the Halloween themed Mountain Dew. Do you love Mountain Dew? Do you love Halloween? Do you need to do harder? Voodoo. NFL Week 6 Rookie Superlatives. Starting with the Rookie QB Rundown. Starting with AJ Marchese. Yeah, it looks good this week. Oh, oh, I thought I played. Yeah. Guess guess who looked better this week, Rob? Bryce Young. It was... It, I mean, what's not to love but to it, baby? No, this was his most promising start of the year, most definitely. Uh, 28, uh, 23 of 38, 217 touchdown, no interceptions. Didn't really see any turnover-worthy throws at all, honestly. Very promising. Um, and, of course, you look at the final scoreline and it was a blowout. But the Panthers were up 14-0 in this game. And, you know, it never felt like they... We're really going to pull this off, but it was, you know, an even match when uh, Bryce was lighting it up-ish. He had 141 yards, 14-20, and 20, a touchdown in the first half. And that, the touchdown was probably the best throw he's made all year. It wasn't like, um, you know, the longest throw or anything, but just just perfectly thrown. Um, I, I felt like just in this throw especially, but the whole game, he was so much more confident. Just a confident throw. Put it over the top of two defenders. Um, guy, one of the guys was outstretched, and he had Thielen, Thielen in the back. Thielen, Thielen in the back of the end zone, uh, pretty open. But it was still, it wasn't, it was not an easy throw. Hell of a throw. Um, and I felt like just the second half of the game was kind of just cut away, and it was kind of a whatever. But in the first half, it just felt like the most cohesive this offense has been all year. Like I said, he he felt the most confident. Um, the whole offense felt like it finally had some sort of rhythm. Um, had a couple nice throws. Had had a really good throw um, on a crossing route where he he was getting um, tackled as he released it and just threw a dot. Um, 
they put together a little two-minute drill before the end of the first half. He got them into a field goal range. They missed the field goal, <clears throat> and then they blew it up from there. But it was just well well orchestrated. Um, I thought, in general, the offensive line played a bit better in front of him. I think Aki's still like, not where he should be, really, um, and that's really concerning. Um, and Bryce is still holding on to the ball a little bit too long. But, like I said, the rhythm felt so much better. It just it just really felt like it's coming together a little bit for the Panthers. Um, I thought Bryce was getting the – like, not getting the – Sometimes it was only ball, but most of the time the timing was well well done by Bryce. Um, like I, I think this is like the type of performance like you would have liked to see week one, you know what I mean, and and expected to see. I think, and obviously it's taken six weeks to get going, and they're hitting the bye week, and then there's a turnover in Carolina. I don't, I'm not sure what to make of it. Where obviously Frank Reich is turning over the play, calling to um, the offensive corner Thomas Brown. I think it's a good thing. I, oh, I definitely think it's a good thing. I just mean like the timing of it, and like I, like they said, it's always been in the plans. I don't know. I think it is definitely a good thing. Frank Reich has done um, a piss poor job calling plays, Rob. This this year, I think one example they had a fourth and two this game, um, and like I think like every route on the field was eight yards downfield or more. Like just just from my eyeball, there was nothing <laughs> nothing easy for Bryce to make. Um, I think he ended up just like. Th- attempting a deeper shot and there was just nothing there speaking of deeper shots i don't they haven't connected on a deep shot like all year by my eye at least like it's been a lot of like intermediate stuff and i like breaks down look pretty good this week i think like attacking the middle of the field and doing those intermediate throws and i think he's um, he was up there like amongst uh, the best in the league of like that 10 to 19 yard range um creating some like middle of the field throws but yeah, I really think it's a good thing. Frank Reich is turning that turning it over to uh, to Trump, to Thomas Brown. I think it can only get better from here. I think this is like again like the end of game blown out, but obviously the Dolphins are a hell of a team. Um, but I think this is the promising performance that you needed to see entering the bye week and coming out. I, I, coming out of the bye, I think we I th- think we got to see another step up from Bryce Young and company. But yes, yeah, definitely promising and. Uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully they get something going down the stretch. All right. Well, we'll see. I, I believe in them. I believe in Bryce. I'll say it. You, yeah, but do you believe in the pieces around him? No. Are you calling the the infrastructure, the offensive line, the pass catchers, Adam Thielen. I believe in Thielen. Thielen's best receiver in the game, but that's about it. Uh, while Bryce Young had a better game. CJ Stroud had a worse game, but it was still better than most of Bryce Young's games. Yeah. Yeah, so CJ Stroud, it was like statistically on paper, not his best game. 13 of 27, uh, which is 48.1 completion rate, uh, 199, two scores, his first career pick. Um, but I think overall you come away still feeling amazing about him. And they beat the Saints. It's a good Saints defense, a very good Saints secondary. Marshall Lattimore and Lante Taylor are among the best one-two punches at corner in the NFL right now. Um, and I think my favorite thing about this game is C.J. Stroud's first career interception. Uh, just didn't see Zach Bond, um, you know, Zach Bond cover man. The invisible man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, dropping and, and kind of threw it right to him. And then Bond fumbled. The Texans recovered. And that same drive, C.J. Stroud threw a touchdown. So he's still he's never really turned the ball over. Still, then yeah, like basically, like he he found Dalton Schultz a little play action, um, just like kind of uh, alley oop from the goal line to Schultz, um, and 
so that was that, that was like a I thought really promising way to rebound from throwing your first career interception. I think it was 191 attempts to start his career with that throwing interception, which is the most in NFL history. Yeah. Um, and like right after the interception, he uh, like to get that touchdown drive rolling. He he had a really nice play action deep crosser to um, I think it was I think it was Nico. Vellin. Of course it was Nico. Uh, Come on. No, actually, no, 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 sorry, oh, it was No Brown, fellow Buckeye. Um, and I, it just, like, felt like, oh, this he's, like, so unfazed. And on it, the pass rusher was, like, breathing down his neck, and he got hit by two guys and just, like, the needle, no problem. I, I think, it, again, it's the poise, it's the quick release, it's the the calm feet in the pocket and the, the ability to, like, subtly navigate a muddy pocket. That stood out. Stood out. Uh, that stood stood out. Stood out so much through the first six weeks of the season. Um, he's also just so good on play action. Bobby Slowick's calling a really good game. Him and Nico Collins clearly just have awesome chemistry. Yeah. Too. Nico Collins, I think, had another eighty yards. The second touchdown was the your boy Bobby Trees, um, where you just kind of thread the needle between two defenders over over the middle, um, in, in the red zone. Um, the second half, like, it was less promising, but, like, the the run game's just, like, not there. And it's not because Damian Pierce is, like, regressed or anything. It's just the offensive line's not very good. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's been covered up a little bit by the fact that um, CJ Stroud just doesn't take sacks. Like, he's among, like, the least sacked quarterbacks in the NFL this season, but, like, his offensive line's, like, all that, backups. That is and, so crazy impressive. Like, as a rookie yeah. with an awful offensive line in front of you, like, that's maybe like, one of the most important, like, one of the most uh, impressive stats he has. Yeah, like, it's, they, they were certain Kendrick Green at left guard, and then he got hurt. They're on to somebody else. I can't remember who. Um, but once this offensive line gets healthy again and you and you get like titus howard you get laramie tunzel back oh man i'm excited to see like how how much they can elevate if they can start running the football well too um because like yeah he's elevating the path and, and oh by the way like tank dell wasn't healthy for yeah. this game that's why noah brown was playing so much like so he's without his number three receiver and um i don't know like with cj shot at quarterback nico collins looks like one of the best receivers in the nfl he does, yeah, legit. It's incredible. Um, <laughs> um, next up, uh, obviously Anthony Richardson was out this week, and we got the news earlier uh, that uh, he's going to be out for the rest of the year, which we discussed last week. But it didn't. Sa- I don't know. Does it sound to you like a shutdown, or like just that the injury is worse? Are, are we getting conspiratorial, or is it? Are we taking them at face value that the injury is truly just worse, and it's resulting in him? Uh, being out for the rest of the I season. I think it's probably a bit of both. Yeah. It's probably a little worse than they initially thought. Yeah. And it's not worth the risk of having them come back week 15. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. No, so, I, like, I, what's the point? I agree with you. Really, obviously, we discussed last week how much it sucks he's missing time. And missing the whole season just really sucks. Um, But you know what doesn't suck? I do. We got undrafted rookie Tyson Bajank coming in. <laughs> It does suck that Justin Fields got hit. Yes, it does. Tyson Bajank comes in, goes 10 for 14, 83 yards, threw a pick, but scored on a QB sneak. Honestly, like, not horrible. He, like, doesn't have any arm strength, and the interception <laughs> really showed that. He tried to throw an end zone shot near the end of the game because um, they were still in it with him at quarterback, and it, it, it just, like, died on him. It was a, a gimme interception. Um, 
but like I don't know, he's a, he's got some moxie to him. He's the mm-hmm. the type of uh, backup quarterback NFL fans like love, like Garner Minshew. Yeah, but like not as good. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Look good on the QB sneak. His dad's an arm wrestling tri- uh, champ. Like he, he was getting the ball. Like his his release is quick. He's getting the ball out quick. He. He, I thought, navigated some some of the pass rush or the pocket well when the pass rush was getting to him. Um, didn't really turtle or anything. Willing to throw it up despite not having great arm strength. Um, yeah, I don't know, fun. I don't know that I feel very good about him starting a football game, but <clears throat> like he, he was he was skipping screen passes on the ground at times. But he also hit a honey hole shot. To Tyler Scott that they ruled out of bounds, but it was like still like pretty, pretty good throw. Um, <laughs> it sounds like we're gonna see him start a game this week, and I really hope it's against Aiden O'Connell. Yeah, that would make that game so much sweeter. Like I feel like Tyson Bajem versus Aiden O'Connell is so much more interesting to me than Jimmy G versus Justin Fields. No offense. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it kind of is. Um, we'll be tuning in if, if it's O'Connell and Bajent, the Bajent Bowl, baby. Um, keeping it rolling, unless some other rookie quarterback hit the field nah. that I missed. Not that um, I saw. Who's your offensive rookie of the week? I thought it was like a down week for high-end offensive rookie performances. That was a strong week for defense, but... Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of struggled, struggled picking, so... Um, I ended up giving it to uh, one of our favorites, Zay Flowers, who didn't have didn't have a special performance, you know, in London by any means, but a uh, good game, six catch, fifty yards, a touchdown. Touchdown was just like, just did a really nice job working with Lamar when he was scrambling, getting open, finding the spot, and uh, getting in. And I just I just really appreciate like how clear it is. Not not that it hasn't been, but. That he is wide receiver one on this team, and like you said from the start, if how much the offense goes through him, um, he, he's he's been the best rookie wide receiver. Um, he what? Who do you take over him? Puka Nakua? No, Zay's better than Puka. Puka's better. Really? No. I mean, look, talent wise, Zay is better than Puka. I, I'm gonna I'll say that for sure. Puka's been better statistically. That's for sure. I, I think Zay is a better receiver than Puka though. I'll, I'll stand on that. Um, Puka wasn't great this week. I was going to talk on that more. Puka's clearly had a better statistical year, but Zay's better. I will say that. Um, plus, he's on a team that's actually trying. I mean, the Rams are playing well, but he's on a team that you know that has actual aspirations this year. Um, yeah, no, I think he's been really great, and he hasn't. He's been super consistent, and again, it wasn't a special game, but he was good. Um. I'm going to the trenches for my offensive rookie of the week, and I'm giving out co-offensive rookie of the week to to two of the biggest offensive linemen in, in the class: uh, Bills guard Osiris Torrance and Browns tackle Dewan Jones. It's a good week um, for offensive line, yeah. Yeah, and Tor- Torrance uh, on was it Sunday or Monday Night Football? I don't even remember. Sunday. Thank you. Um, th- you saw him multiple times open up big holes, mm-hmm. climb into the second level uh, for James Cook chunk runs. Um, I feel like all season he's been a little bit underrated uh, just because there's there's so many other people to talk about on the Bills when the talking heads talk. 
And for us, there's just like uh, no offense to offensive linemen, but it's it's not the maybe the sexiest position to bring up. But he's been quite good all yeah. year yes. and looking really good in the run game, helping helping James Cook a ton. Um, and I, I just thought it was a really solid performance uh, on, on Sunday Night Football against a really good interior duo of Leonard Williams and Dexter Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who like, haven't held up just fine. Haven't been great this year, but yeah, absolutely. And I think he's been really, really, really solid, and uh, pretty much exactly what they needed. And like just looking at the Bills, they've had a lot of uh, misses early in rounds the last few years, and. Hitting on uh, and Kincaid hasn't lived up to it too much yet. So hitting on Osiris right away, it looks great. They have a miss starting on their offensive line that they took in the top one hundred and Spencer Brown. Yeah. Um, and then with Dewan Jones, who obviously wasn't supposed to be the Browns' starting right tackle, um, he handled business pretty. Mm-hmm. In, in the upset win over the Forty ers with with PJ Walker at quarterback, he handled business against Nick Bosa and the boys. Um, he he's just so damn big that he can run guys out of the play really well. But I also think like uh, the big knock on him coming out of Ohio State was how does he handle counters, right? Like that was the thing uh, that that was after his senior bowl day one senior bowl performance where he just ran everyone out of the play. It was he he didn't practice the next two days and everyone's like, oh well, the the pass rushers would have adjusted to him and, and, and countered inside on him, and that's how you beat Dewan Jones. But it seems like um, um, Bill Callahan has done what Bill Callahan does in taking a guy with all the talent in the world and, and turned him into an above-average at worst starting right tackle. And, like, this was such a promising game. Dewan Jones is potential all-rookie candidate, I think. And this is, like, he's being overshadowed. I, yeah. Even though he's a mammoth of a human. <laughs> Um, but like, holy frig! I couldn't believe how just like quietly good he was. He, he hasn't missed a, a beat coming in, uh, what, like halfway through the game of week one, and um, I, like he's been really, really, really solid, really, really solid. Um, it's been really impressive. Like obviously, like you know, there's still a little bit of a of a learning curve, but I think he's again pass protection specifically. But I think he's getting only only getting better. He's been great. I think it's it was a good week to do. Uh, offensive of lineman because I was I had a couple I was going to give love to later too, a couple not so much but yeah. Uh, defensive side of the ball, I thought there was a lot of strong performances. I had a couple guys, um, a couple guys I could have given it to. I went with just the guy that I think uh, is the best is the best Rob, and I give it uh, after winning it two weeks ago. Not as flashy this week, but I'm going to give it to uh, Devin Witherspoon again for his performance against the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, four tackles, uh, I think three PBUs, uh, only give up three catches on five targets, and that was a total of 14 yards against. You know, obviously that passing attack hasn't been great for the Bengals, but still it's Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. I think only one of those catches were to Chase. He was he was lined up against Chase a decent amount of times after DK Metcalf to like talk shit all week. <laughs> like that was, was going to shut him down, uh, and he kind of did. Um, for I think it was the first snap or second snap of the game, uh, early on at least, they blitz him from the nickel, of course, and he just right away like batted the ball down in Burrow's face, and that kind of set the tone. It wasn't, it, of course, it wasn't you know the repeat of his last game where he um, you know had one of the greatest rookie performances on Monday Night Football, uh, but no, it was, it was really solid again and setting the tone and had a really nice um, PPU on a Jamar Chase on a little co- uh, cross or two, and all of this is is on top of the fact that like he's never really played nickel and. 
he you know he he obviously missed a lot of training camp and he um came in the first game and started outside and i think their plan was always always kind of to be a nickel guy but yeah it's just really really impressive he's been so damn good since he's since he's come back from his injury and um only getting better at him i'm excited to see what they do with him like um just like getting him, letting him go into the backfield and stuff. Which after that, uh, after the PBU early on on, um, on Burrow, they didn't let him do it too much. But strong performance again, and uh, yeah. I'm going um, with a, another first round pick, top ten pick. Um, I'm going with Will Anderson, Texans edge rusher, who isn't stuffing the stats in terms of sacks this season, but has just been everything you want in terms of. Um, high floor run defender who can create pressure. Uh, but like this, I thought was his best game of the year against the Saints and against Ryan Ramchick before he got hurt. He was even having success. Uh, he PFF had him with eight pressures, a 29.7% win percentage as a pass rusher. Uh, he had a PBU on a third. I don't think this. Sometimes I swear I see things and I, I note it, and then like the stats don't have it. Like he doesn't yeah. have a PBU in the box score, but I very much saw him have a PBU on a third down screen. I think you'll even like look at different places, and the stats will be uh, contradictory. But anyways, yeah, good, good. Million billion dollar business, and we can't get the stats. Right. But yeah, he read a, th- a screen on third down and, and got a PBU on it. Um, he forced. Derek Carr into a third down sack just by pressuring him and, and make him walk into the interior defensive line. He was splitting blocks. Like, I think the, the two of the things that stand out the most with him as a pass rusher are his, um, like, the balance he plays with as a pass rusher, I think, is really impressive. He's not the biggest guy in the world. But he's got knockback power in his hands, and he, he's just so balanced when taking on blocks of bigger men. And then um, just the like the competitive explosiveness, which there was one uh, run play where he like the the um, the left tackle just big stinky just climbed to the second level, and like Will Anderson came flying free off the edge and just smashed Alvin Kamara for a run stop. Uh, he's already a phenomenal. Um, edge setter uh but like dude he he's like as a backside pursuit player he's a monster against the run and like i, I tweeted out another one uh where he had a win just clean against ryan ramchek where he he just um um euro euro stepped inside like kind of uh uh chop and forced an incompletion um, on Derek Carr, like he should have more than I think he's like one or one and a half sacks this season. Mm-hmm. He should have more than that. Uh, quarterbacks are just getting the ball out, or other people are cleaning up sacks. But he's been phenomenal. He, I think, defensive rookie of the year off the top of my head, like him, Jalen Carter, Devin Witherspoon. Is there anyone else you would? Put Brian Branch. Oh, but yeah, he's but been out, Carter, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I was about to say. I think like the. Th- I think those four have been the four best um, defensive rookies, and like like Carter, Anderson, and Witherspoon have have lived up to where they were drafted, and all three were in the top ten. And then the other top ten pick has been uh, abysmal. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that that said, I, I'm it's awesome that um, those three have lived up to it. But I feel like a lot of the first round uh, defensive players haven't, and maybe like the other one who has off the top of the head 
is Christian Gonzalez, and obviously he's, he's out for the year, right? Yeah. But we got them, and that's all that matters. I'm just going to jump right ahead of worst rookie and tell you it's Jake Moody, who missed a 41-yard game-winning field goal against the Browns after already missing. It was a 54-yard field goal, and I was like, when he missed it, I was like, ah, not great, but whatever. It's 54 yards. It's in Cleveland. It's yucky out. But then, obviously, missing the 41-yard game-winning field goal, it's just don't draft Digger in the third round. No. It's just, if because honestly, if he was a fifth round pick, you'd be like, oh yikes! But it'd be like stomachable. This isn't like this makes me want to vomit. Michigan. It, it's bad business by a team that's uh, pretty well run, right? Um, the, the the moves they made at the end of the third round were real questionable, <laughs> really questionable. Bizarre. It, it felt like they had uh, too many picks and they didn't know what the hell to do with them. Um, <laughs> speaking of not knowing what to do with picks in California. My worst rookie, again, it wasn't like a, a bad performance this week, but he never has performances, and that's Quentin Johnston. Um, two targets, no catches. Uh, was the target on the game-losing interception by Herbert. Um, he's done nothing. He has six catches for 44 yards and 12 targets. Um, I don't I don't, I don't, don't know what is up other than, like, I don't know. I'm not writing him off completely, but... It has not been good, and obviously, like, um, you know, JSN's had a slow start, but I, uh, we saw Promise this week. I was going to mention him later. He was pretty – he's coming on, I think, obviously, he coming off the injury, but, like, Quentin Johnson, man, with with Mike Williams going down, like, Palmer is playing above him and playing much better than he is, and I don't know I don't know what, what happens from here. I, I, I'll, I'll save what I think should happen for later in the show. Okay. It's called so a tease. Keep on, li- keep on listening. You have to now. <laughs> uh, go to primetime star. I'll go at rec- go to receiver, and I'll go to a receiver taken under the great state of Texas that's better than Quentin Johnson, yeah. who's also drafted to the AFC West. I'll go with Rasheed Rice. Who agree. It wasn't like a jaw-dropping game, but four targets, four catches, 72 yards. He's clearly th- the difference-making receiver. And now with Justin Watson out, who was like their big, the Chiefs' big play receiver because – Marcus Valdez-Scantling's just been a non-factor. Sky Moore's been a non-factor. Kadarius Tony, they can't trust. Uh, I think Rasheed Rice is going to start like consistently topping 60 yards a week. Oh, well, Meikle's back. Did you forget? Yeah, for a couple jet sweeps a game. <laughs> yeah, no, Rasheed Rice has been great. We talk to him almost every week. Uh, I think that's a whiff on both of our parts, at least. I don't, I don't think either of us expect him to look this good early. You know what my you know what my favorite part is? Again, obviously he's been the most trustworthy um, Chiefs receiver all year, but on that absolute duck of an interception that Mahomes threw, he, he, obviously it wasn't even close to him, right? And and Simmons had was there all day. He ran his ass off like to get to the ball. Simmons beat him there and then instantly made a great tackle on what Simmons could have potentially turned into a pick six. Uh, so many wide receivers would have watched that ball just just go into the into the DB's hands, which is funny because the knock on him coming at SMU was like taking some plays off, taking yeah. some plays off, yeah. yeah. So I thought that was interesting. Um, he also just like looks really sudden off the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's been really good. Um, it was just too easy for him at SMU, I think. And now he's the <laughs> best receiver on a on a Super Bowl contender. It's uh, he's got to step it up. You gotta love it. Is, was he also your primary star? Yeah, yeah, he was. I was like, uh, I'll throw a couple other though. How about Dor- Dorian Williams? I thought had a pretty strong performance for the Bills. Yeah, he's been good. He's been good. First, first real, you know, long, uh, long look there. You mentioned Torrance. Uh, 
That was it, I think. Um, underwhelming performance. <clears throat> I'm a tight end. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Whoa. 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 Lions tight end Sam Laporta. Was not his best game. He was playing hurt. Yeah. Had 11 targets, though. Like, they were really trying to get him involved. Had just four for 36. They had him with one drop. I thought he had two against Tampa. Um, just, yeah, just not his best work. I'm, uh, I'm also going with – look, by the way, I was doing a bit earlier. Yes, Puka's been the best receiver. I do think Zay's better, and I'm, but I'm going with Puka here. Uh, underwhelming performance, four catches, 26 yards. Very similar to uh, Sam Laporta. Um, clearly has been the most productive pass catcher in the class, and I think Laporta's been the second best pass catcher in this class. Um, dropped a wide open – well, tough play, but dropped a touchdown, was open – had to like make a little bit of a dive in his hands. It was it was bad, and that's the drops have been consistently showing up. It felt like he cleaned it up a bit, but now it's coming back. And like last week, him and him and Cup were both rolling. This week, Cup is Cup is back and, and in full speed. Um, but if the drops keep happening, man, that they they aren't going to keep going to him like like they like they have. Um, he's still legit. Obviously, he's been amazing. Uh, but I think that's a slight concern, and it, it, it's not something that was like, "Oh, this is one drop." You, you, I think if you watch it week in week out, that was something that was happening. Um, again, I think I think he's been the best rookie wide receiver. I do think Zay's a better receiver, though. I'll, I'll say that with uh, with confidence. He is but, a more talented receiver. Yeah, uh, but Puka was my number one wide receiver in this draft. I know, and he's so, been living up to it. Puka was mine too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was. I remember that. But yeah, no, I think the drops are something to monitor, and obviously, just like kind of a real. Blah, underwhelming performance and couples a stud. Um, well, I have one tight end have an underwhelming performance. I had another tight end finally like give yeah. be given a chance, and Michael Mayer I think looks like a hit for for the Vegas Raiders, and they should be using him more. He had six targets, five catches, seventy five yards. Like four of the catches came in the first quarter against the Patriots. Um, obviously, Jimmy G did end up getting hurt. And this is coming off a game where he had a, a bit of a flash yeah. against the uh, the Packers on, what was that, Sunday night football? I Monday? Mean, Monday, Monday, Monday. Monday? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Mayer looked really good after the after the catch. Uh, four of his five catches came on third downs. Um, he looked like he could be a big-time chain mover. Uh, just, like, NFL body ready to go after the catch. Like, the dude was just mucking through tackles. He looked good run blocking, too, like classic wide tight end. What we expected him mm-hmm. to look like kind of off the hop for Vegas, and, it, and it, it's taken some time, but I think we feel we should feel really good about it. Like, he, he had some pancake blocks. Like Makes you wonder why it took him so long to get him involved. Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels. He loves tight ends, though, so I don't know. I know, but he's waiting, saving him to do it against Bill. Oh, great point. That's a great point. Um, Maya looks like a hit. Uh, could have easily been my defensive rookie of the week, and that is uh, Juju Brents, baby, the Colts corner. Uh, had a head off a game. I thought it looked really good. Seven tackles, uh, a couple PBUs, and a pick. Uh, his first career interception i believe at least it was a bit of a gimme like like it was kind of a miscommunication between lawrence and the receiver and um he kind of just threw it right to brant's but in the right spot um but even like the interception removed i thought just a really strong game you you i think you feel his size his length uh you know those long arms you feel that in coverage um was was like also just you know matching really well um 
it was a lot of Calvin Ridley, and I think he, he, he locked him down. Like, the Jaguars' passing attack, I think Lawrence had, like, 180 yards. It wasn't very good. Obviously, they, they, they won easily, but it wasn't great. Um, and I thought Brantz, too, coming forward in run support looked pretty good. Um, that's that. Yeah, that looks very promising for the Colts um, early on here. I'm going to stick with the same team as I go to looks like a miss. And I, I could do the layup. I could say Tyree Wilson, which I will. Okay. <laughs> but I'll also throw Byron Young into it. Because I think we forget he was drafted way okay. early. This is so perfect because you know my, who my looks like a miss is? Byron Young. Byron Young, yeah. yeah. The other Byron Young. <laughs> the other one Byron Young's, like, if you just, all you have to know is Google one Byron Young and he'll pop up before the other Byron Young. And that's because, despite being drafted after the other Byron Young, the fact that the Raiders' Byron Young out of Alabama was drafted, uh, what was it, seven picks seven before picks. the yeah. Rams' Byron Young out of Tennessee. Crazy. Tough look. Tough yeah. look. Imagine drafting the wrong Byron. Now, if you're if you're Dave Ziegler and the Raiders, do you pretend you meant to draft the other one now? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we're doubling down on pass rush. Max needs the help, you know. <laughs> Tyree's going to take some time. We want to Byron. He's looking we great. Tyree be bad. Yeah. <laughs> but, Anyways, uh, go, yeah. go on Bama Youngs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just like, he was drafted 70th overall. They don't have like a loaded interior defense line group of the Raiders. No. He's barely working in the rotation. 13 snaps and just nothing is. Him and Tyree Wilson just like um, combined for zero pressures against New England, who's starting two rookie guards. Yeah. And have Vidarian Lowe at right tackle, who is the uh, who has allowed the most pressures in the NFL. And oh. Max Crosby obviously got, is putting in work against this group, but those two were not. Yeah, I think when they made that selection, it was a bit of a you know a head scratcher, a bit of a reach there. Um, but I'm going with Byron Young, as in I missed on Byron Young. Was 111 on my board, went 77, seven picks after Bama Young. Um, like I was going to say, wasn't even the first Byron Young selected. Um, and he, he's been very consistently good for the Rams. I think maybe one game was meh. The rest of the game is really impressive, and I think this was probably his best game. Uh, six tackles, a sack, was just playing like... Obviously, his biggest trait is his, you know, his athleticism, and I think you'd see it, like, and the, the motor, too. Uh, it just looks like he's playing at a different speed against that uh, Cardinals offensive line. Uh, the pressure was consistently coming. I think credit with five pressures. Two hits, kind of kept hitting the the cross chop against uh, against the left tackle. I ended up getting a strip sack on on Josh Dobbs. Um, also, they're kind of like moving him inside a little bit, not, not not so much hand in the dirt, but it was it was pretty cool. And they were like, it looked good. And him, you know, Aaron Donald is Aaron Donald. Having those two is a is a hell of a weapon on that front. Um, I sh- I should mention because I, I, I should have pointed this up before. He should be in the. That's rookie of the year um, race as well. Uh, he leads all NFL rookies in sacks plus quarterback knockdowns mm-hmm. this season with ten. Yeah, I mean Anderson's second with eight, I think. Him and Anderson have been the two best edge uh, yeah, rookies, and sure. it's not close. There's been a lot of disappointing edge players, honestly, um, or guys that just aren't getting looks yet. I don't know, but yeah, Byron Young of Tennessee has been unreal for the for the Rams. Um, going to needs to step it up. I put uh, Jordan Addison, who with Justin Jefferson out, needs to do more. I know he caught a touchdown, but he also had a huge drop down the sideline that honestly I had to watch it twice because I didn't understand that he dropped it the first time. The first time I was like, "Holy, sh- what a grab! What a play!" It was like a, just a really good throw from Kirk. He very much should have had it. Um, but yeah, it's not like Chicago's got some loaded secondary. 
Uh, they're playing multiple rookies back there, yeah. and he yeah uh, just was pretty. Uh, he's been fine. Like I, I don't think fine. he's been bad. I think he's had some really good moments, and I just I think he's been like very solid for them. But he needs to do more with Jefferson. Uh, and then I also put Kendra Miller down for the Saints, mm-hmm. who had just two carries for a negative yard and a 13-yard catch against the vaunted Texans defense. And I know that was coming off a game where he looked really good, so I was hoping to see more. I'll give you two as well. Uh, one easy to say, we kind of touched on it earlier, is Jonathan Mingo. The, the, he had like two catches for 21 yards. One of the catches was okay. But, like, man, they really they really needed him to do something this year, and he, he hasn't. And like I talked about earlier, Bryce Young's looking better. The new play caller is in, in town. It's time. Like, we, we haven't, like, they drafted him because he could, you know, be explosive, you know, after the catch especially. And he, he hasn't been. He, he looks like Terrence Marshall. Like, they're kind of they're kind of the same dude right now. And that's uh, that's not a compliment. We need more from him. And um, more of an underwhelming performance than needs to step it up. But uh, I thought Paris Johnson probably has, had his worst game as a pro. And it wasn't so much Byron Young either. Uh, seven seven pressures credited for, which is a bad number. Uh, wasn't I? Didn't think he looked very strong as a run blocker either. Um, and look, Kyler Murray is back at practice. Don't know how long he's going to be, you know, still out for. He could be back. Um, but they, uh, if he comes back, they got to protect him. And Paris Johnson just kind of, kind of, you know, he's got to live up to that uh, high draft pick and play better. He's been the best. He's been their best. He's been the best, one of the best rookie tackles, though. He has, yeah. I think this was like a blip. Um, he hasn't been poor, but he he hasn't been great either, though. Going to not ready to play. I'll bring up another kicker. How about Saints rookie kicker Blake Groupie, who sucks and missed a twenty-nine yard field goal against the Texans. Missed a the uh, forty-something yard field goal as well. I don't respect kickers at all, AJ. Let's see that. Um, I'll give you one more though. Emmanuel Forbes got DMP'd against the Falcons. He did not play saw, a single snap. Yeah, I saw. That is... That's wild. That's wild. Uh, yeah. This is... At one point, I thought I saw him on the field, but he was just celebrating with the guys after Kendall <laughs> okay. Fuller had a pick. You like to see that, and I was though. like, was he on the field? No. Just team guy. I was like, okay. Not a say. He got benched, obviously, last week, and to not play a single snap, oof. That's an indictment. Um... I'm going with a guy that wasn't a first-round pick. I'm going with uh, Blake Freeland, who has been starting for the Colts the last few weeks. hasn't hasn't been great, but this is more of a compliment, honestly. He hasn't been disastrous. Um, this week, I, I thought like he looked pretty good as a run blocker, and I think that's really promising. He unfortunately was uh, still got a steep learning curve as, in pass, as a pass blocker. I think credit for six pressures a sack. Um, not great there, but I think I think what you see with as a run blocker is a good step. There's going to be a learning curve. We always knew that for a guy like Blake Freeland. Um, if you can, you know, cobble together a couple better pass protection performances, I think you got to be excited a little bit. So, um, going to best day three rookie. If Baker Mayfield could throw for, like, if he was worth a damn, Trey Palmer would have had 200 yards. I like I'm, I think AJ like Trey Palmer was open a lot he Trey Palmer's been this, really good he just he yeah behind this Lions secondary he finished with two catches for 47 yards seven targets because Baker couldn't hit him he there was one play where he would have gone like 90 yard touchdown I saw that yeah Palmer's been yeah. really good like, like he's I just I think he had yeah. like 200 air yards 
<laughs> That's wild. It's uh, the Chris Olave game from last year. Yeah, I forgot about that. That was so sick. It was early where Jameis just kept missing Chris Olave <laughs> wide open. Uh, Palmer's been really good. I feel like he's been the most underappreciated rookie wide receiver by far because um, he's been good. Obviously, yeah. you know, it hasn't been gaudy numbers or anything, but every time he touches the ball, it's, good things are happening. Yeah. I, I hope to see more like him get more opportunities i it sucks because i do feel like if baker hit him on like one of these big plays like there'd be so much trey palmer buzz this week yeah and he's he's playing a lot too for them mm-hmm. it's yeah, just yeah Russell Gage got hurt. yeah and he's getting the looks it's just yeah sometimes he's not getting the looks but yeah i i also put down jared patterson who once again had a very just like he's an nfl starting center and he's just a good football player it's good especially like you kind of dogged him a couple times early in the year too Turn around. And yeah, the first two weeks, he, he was a little up and down. Now he's just been, like, very solid. And I also think it says a lot about both him and C.J. Stroud that the Texans are operating yeah. well on offense with a rookie quarterback and center. That's yeah. An easy thing to do. Absolutely. And like you said, uh, it's been one of the least sack quarterbacks. Um, I went with Juju Brents earlier as in a positive light. I'm going with uh, his running mate, Jalen Jones, the other Colts corner. Seventh rounder out of uh, Texas A&M. Jimbo's just putting talent to the league. Uh, actually, I keep Jimbo. Um, he, he like it looks like he's going to be the full time starting cornerback uh, opposite of Brent's going forward. And I thought he just had a strong performance. Like I mentioned earlier, the Jags' passing attack didn't really get going in this game. Jones was a lot less flashy than Brent's, but I just thought he played just played solid. And that's a fun combo with you know both of them six two and above, two hundred pounds plus, longer dudes. Uh, it's going to be kind of fun to see if they what they can get going there for the Colts. Um, I've got all the undrafted rookies this week. Well, not the best ones, so go on. Ivan Pace, limited snaps against the Bears, looked good, had a PBU on a on a dump off to a running back, had, had a pressure. Uh, Jaleel McLaughlin, which you also had, yeah. but nine touches, 42 yards, just looks like a very productive running back. He does. And Christian Izzian continues to be really freaking good. He like, does. Rookie type, good. Yeah. Um, at nickel for Tampa. Uh, gave up a couple catches, but it keeps everything short and, and worth nothing. Gave up three catches for 18 yards against the Lions. And, yeah, I really like him. He's just a really solid use. He almost feels like a, like Cater Kohu from last year kind of performed. Mm. Not the same player, but similar kind of um, – I mean, it was more important for the Finns, but like that type of performance, uh, where Kohu was already <laughs> UDFA every single week. Uh, I'll give you. Hey, it wasn't the guy who was going to start with, but I'll talk about a Dolphin, Chris Brooks. I think he ended up being banged up, but coming in and you know clean up duty again looked good. I like what I see out of Chris Brooks. Every time he touches the ball, it's. I love how much that, like he's like top five in yak for rookie running backs. <laughs> <laughs> he's a dog baby uh but no the highlight is uh our guy jake bobo baby only two catches but went for 43 yards uh one of them was just an awesome catch going up uh high reeling it in getting lit up you know got it was a hit that was a flag um held on to the ball got up he's fired up i love it um also i had like a really sick like third down catch and run kind of just put it like a little like slant but stuck his foot nice um nice break Got the ball, made a guy miss, like spun out of the pile. It was sick, um, and like I think, like hit. I don't know if I want to say the most impressive, but the most important thing is like he, he. They're using him like as a lead blocker quite a bit, and like they pick their times. But he looks good when they did it, and like he didn't have to make the block in the, in, the, in this occasion because he was already in the end zone. But they use him on a lead on the Kenneth Walker touchdown, 
And he, yeah, he just he just found a guy and kind of kind of just did his damn job, and he, he was pumped. Um, he's becoming pretty valuable, and I think like has a like a very specific particular skill set. Um, he's a fun player, and I'm just like a guy that you know we we been a fan of for a while, and it's just fun to see him you know come to fruition. I'm so happy for you. Happy for rookies. you too, Rob. Thanks, rookies who flashed. I had Zay here. Um, Despite not like putting up big numbers, both former Cincinnati Bearcat receivers, Trey Tucker, yeah, had a forty-yard catch against the Patriots, where you saw some of that deep speed. Uh, and Tyler Scott, just twelve yards, but he drew DPI against the Vikings, and like I mentioned, he almost had a sick catch uh, on a honey hole shot from Tyson Magent. I, I just feel like every time I watch him, you just feel like he should be playing more. Uh, same with Jay yeah. Tucker with that type of speed. Oh, absolutely. He's um, I think he's been the best Raiders rookie. And he's, every time they get him on the field, good things are happening. Um, I also put DJ Spears here, who Me had a sweet 40-year catch and run. And uh, Tyreek Stevenson had, I thought, one of his best games, if not his best game against the Vikings. Obviously, no Justin Jefferson, but just like mean bully ball out there at corner. Yeah, on, on that Spears play, I just want to touch on that for a second. I like that, like... Once per game, they're getting him the ball pretty creatively. Like last week, he had the touchdown on the like where he lined up at receiver, kind of at the end around. This one, you know, he motioned into the slot and they hit him on the screen. He had that great long uh, forty-eight yard uh, catch and run. He's a lot of fun. I thought a lot of pass catchers flashed. Um, Downs wasn't like super explosive. He had five catches for twenty-one yards, but had a touchdown. And it was just a lot of like um, short stuff, but like the touchdown was like what I think he can really bring is you know was kind of like a goal line whip route and they created lots of separation. It was easy. Uh, Michael Wilson had another nice performance um, on a better team. He'd be talked about a lot more. Three catches, sixty-two yards. Um, JSN had his first. I think like like wasn't like a huge game, but four catches, forty-eight yards was open. Could have had his first touchdown. Uh, was open deep. Gino missed him. Um, it's going to happen. It's going to happen for JSN soon. He's coming along better. Um, one more pass catcher that we dogged. Uh, Brandon Strange <laughs> had his first career touchdown. Two catches, 27 yards on that touchdown. Uh, had the, his other catch was like a little screen that they kind of got him down to the goal line. It was it was a decent play. Using him well, the touchdown kind of like a block and release. He's wide open in the flat. But yeah, using him well. Also, Jags, uh, Anton Harrison, I thought he, he's, he's getting better and better. He's turning in consistently solid performances. And I think this was probably his best game, especially in Pass Pro. You love to hear it. Uh, my out of nowhere rookies are all offensive linemen. I didn't think, uh, I don't know, two months ago, City Sal and Antonio Mafia would be the Patriots starting guard duo, but, but here you, we are. You dreamed it, though. I dreamed it, and I'm living my best life with it. Uh, also, Nick Saldaveri came in against the Texans when uh, Ram got hurt, and. Um, they moved Cesar Ruiz. I texted you this. They moved yeah. Cesar Ruiz to right tackle and Salivari to right guard, which seems weird because Salivari strange choice. played right tackle, but it is what it is. Uh, Salivari looked like decent. Nothing like spectacular, but it's like, oh, there he is. Love it. Just not looking bad is good when you get thrown in as a rookie offensive lineman. Uh, I'll just give you one <clears throat> one player. Uh, Bengals rookie, Andre Yoshivas. One catch, one touchdown. It was three yards, but it was a nice play. Uh, kind of fought through contact off the line of scrimmage. Uh, Burrow was kind of scrambling out of the pocket. He worked with him to his side. Had to go through <laughs> actual pass interference that got flagged. Made the catch. Um, maybe like a nice little nugget in that in that Bengals passing attack that hasn't you know what got going last week. This week they weren't very good, honestly. Um, like to see like you know, get Yoshiba's a little involved to be fun. 
Uh, finally, my start the rookie. Going back to your mentions of Quentin Johnson earlier, I say start Darius Davis. He had zero offensive touches against Dallas. It's a great pick. But eight touches for 85 yards on the season. When we see him on offense, it's he does great. some cool yeah. stuff. He, he lined up at running back, uh, like, what, two, three weeks ago? And had, had like, a 50-yard yeah, yeah. He's averaging 12 per pump return. Like, you know he's got the deep speed. Just throw him in there and let Justin Herbert throw him a bomb or two a game. Quentin Johnson not doing anything. Who mm-hmm. cares? Aries like Davis it. was always the better horn frog. I, uh, Sonny said the same thing. Um, <laughs> I'll give you two. One is just like, I mean, honestly, I'm going to give you three because I, I'm going to combo this. Two of the rookie edges just barely play it. The first is Will McDonald, six snaps. This is more like, like why the hell did you draft him at 15 if you're not going to play him? Go ahead. I was going to say, like, just there's dudes in front of him playing really well, but, like, why take him in that situation then? Like, Agree. Also, though, I, I'm not, and I'm not like a Will McDonald apologist. I, I thought they overdrafted him for sure. Yeah. But I do think, like, didn't Jermaine Johnson not play that much last year? And yeah, he barely played. Good. Yeah, barely. yeah so but like, I think that's really interesting. Okay, never mind. His snap counts are way more, though. Like, he he, bar- he didn't play, ne- like, he was playing between 18 and 30 mm-hmm. snaps a game. That's I think there were some snaps. games, though, early for Johnson that was, like, just special team snaps, if I remember correctly. Um he, no, he, he he was inactive for three games, but every game he played okay. in, he was playing at least 15 snaps. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, six this week for McDonald. And I uh, I didn't write this one down, but just popped in my head, too. My, I think Miles Murphy had, like, three snaps or less. That one seems I'm weird, too. Him. Me, too. Like, I, he was, just wasn't on the field. He might have got zero snaps, honestly. I can't remember. Barely played. Both of those guys get involved. And last one, Ryan Tannehill's banged up. <laughs> just, just for the content, give us Will Levis. Give us what love us. That's all I gotta say. 